Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of Einblick Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and today I'm excited to welcome a guest into the show, who is not only an experienced B2B marketer, but he's also spent his career building impactful as well as successful global go-to-market strategies. He's helped innovative tech organizations to better position their products, tell a complete story, and drive growth-focused B2B strategies. So Mr. Bavesh Mystery, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks so much, Christian. Thank you for having me today. All right. Well, let's get the show started and uh, you know, just uh, give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself. Sure, Christian. Uh, lo- love to. Um, so as you as you mentioned, I've, I've built a career in B2B marketing, uh, particularly focused on the product side. Um, something that, that made a lot of sense to me but seems strange to others is my career actually began uh, as an engineer. I went to school as an uh, electrical engineer. Wow. Here, here in Canada, yeah, uh, the University of Waterloo. Uh, and I, I was all set for a pretty uh, tech-focused um career, to be honest. Um, but I, I found pretty early on that whereas I, I enjoyed the tech, I kind of enjoyed the storytelling element a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so getting past just the, the features and specifications where I got excited was when that got translated into to tangible value. So I, I, t- I had a little bit of a gig as, an, as a consultant doing some development work um, and then found myself at this incredible um, company, a market leader in industrial automation based out of, uh, based out of Austin in the U S and kind of really quickly, um, found, uh, this incredible role called product marketing that most organizations, uh, like to invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've built a career really about that storytelling element, taking what is usually a very technical story and trying to make it tangible show impact, show the potential of transforming an industry, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. with, uh, with the right type of technology. Um, and so I've had career stops in, in product marketing and product management. I had a stint in sales. I've done that across industrial automation, ed tech, um, and now fintech. So had a, had a great, great story going, kind of going from engineering into, into, what, into, the, into the work I do today. Wow. That, that is a truly amazing story, Bovesh. Thanks so much for sharing that. And let me talk about like a true B2B marketing, like renaissance, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, and, and, and you know, your story is, um, you, you know, one that I've heard, um, you know, from, uh, from other individuals before that, you know, that they, they didn't start out their career in marketing, but were in fact in another uh, field of expertise. So, you know, to your point, um, you started out in engineering and others started out in sales, but you, you brought up such an amazing point. And I think that's that's definitely one of the most important aspects of uh, product marketing is like, you know, telling the story in a way that it resonates with the target market, right? Yep, definitely. And I, I think that that's something as I've started to work with also smaller companies and startups, it's yeah. um, something that, you know, the CEO or the visionary of a company can do and, and does on a regular basis. But as you start to scale, um, institutionalizing that story, mm-hmm. making it something accessible to 
every facet of the organization, I think that's when, you know, having the right structure to do that is so critical. And that's where I think, you know, folks like myself and my peers in the market Mm -hmm. um, spend a a lot of their time. And then that's what's so important about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, that that storytelling element of it is so crucial. And I'd like to jam on that a little bit later on. But um, in the meantime, uh, talk to us about a recent project that you're working on that's, you know, gotten you really excited. Um, so I think, thinking two off the top of my head, but one in particular, mm-hmm. which has given me such a level of respect for some of my colleagues out there was uh, I completely revamped um, a website. So I started at a, a, a fintech uh, scale up um, this year. Um, their website had had kind of organically grown over many years. And there was an opportunity to refresh it with um, a new story, really elevate mm-hmm. not only the tech, but also the, you know, the larger story of how, um, you know, there's a white glove service that there's value coming from, mm-hmm. um, you know, members of the organization. And so completely revamped that. It was something I, I architected along with the BP of marketing. And it was a really fascinating project just when you have such limited space and time with a website to tell your story, you know, you can't have it scroll forever. You, you want it to be impactful. You want it to kind of hit the point as quickly as possible. It really yeah. is a, 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 a process to, to, to really nail that story. And, and it was probably one of the most, uh, um, challenging just from the moment uh, the amount of time and effort it took to get that one line just perfect mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's been a, it was a great project and, and I'm just so happy with kind of the way that it came out and now we're starting to see the traffic um, kind of increase the, the better engagement so um, a, a project that 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 I love and like I said so much so much respect now for my web design colleagues out there that do this yeah. on the daily, yeah. uh, making these uh, making these websites work. Um, yeah, yeah, and then I guess the second story. Um, you know, I mentioned my engineering background. Uh, part of part of what comes with that, um, fortunately or unfortunately, is you become a little bit of a numbers and data nerd. And uh, <laughs> I've been I've been digging further and further and deeper and deeper into segmentation data. Uh, you know, understanding my current client base, understanding, you know, where, where they are, uh, what drives them to make a decision. And uh, it's been a pretty awesome project, just spending a, a day or two stuck in a spreadsheet or a database here and there. So mm-hmm. a couple of projects that have been uh, timely, but a lot of fun for me. Wow. No, that sounds like you've had, you, you know, you've had your uh, hands full of late. I think that's probably the understatement of the year, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I am well aware of that website project you were involved with. I think I've seen the website and it looks incredible. I appreciate, appreciate that, Christian. Yeah, it was a, it, yeah, it was a labor of love. Yeah, it was definitely something that I uh, appreciate that feedback. Yeah, no, 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 really. I, I, I mean, it, it was, um, uh, I, I, um, I think I had a look at it like uh, before we we jumped on that first um you know the first call and you know where we were you know getting to know each other and discuss like the topics for this uh, interview. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Speaking of topics, um, let's explore or just jam further on a topic that you know you've, as you've alluded to in the past couple of minutes, you've built your career and expertise upon, and so that's product marketing for B two B, right? Yep. So. Yep. We all know that B2B marketing, for the most part, is a fairly complex process, right? And it requires continuous learning and improvement. I mean, you, you require that in 
you know, across uh, different disciplines, you know, but um, more often than not, it, it feels even more so in B2B, right? Yep. Uh, in order to help um, implement a solid strategy and what have you. So what do you think are some of the greatest challenges that um, B2B product marketers face and how should these challenges be addressed? Sure. I think I've always felt, um, and I, and I think it's um, hopefully well known that that you know the value of product marketing in an organization is um, this API between the part of the organization that's thinking about the end user and and another part of the organization that's thinking about how we sell it. So mm-hmm. you know you're you're working with product and engineering. How do you how do you make sure the product really hits on the needs of the end user? But then you know you're working with sellers who are navigating really complex buying processes um four to five personas you know sitting at the table making a decision each one of them with three to four things they're worrying about you know Mm -hmm. so um so i think product marketing kind of sits at this nexus point of this really that complex area of how do you take the product how do you translate it into value how do you build a story around that and then make sure um you're you know, the channel is speaking about it um, mm-hmm. eloquently and um, articulating the value that you really want to have uh, emphasized. So I think a, a lot of the challenge, I think, for product marketing, you know, everyone has to do with prioritization and all of those fun things. But but I do think that that cross-functional juncture at which product marketing sits is a challenge. You, you have sales folks that are thinking at a quarter at a time, you know, how do I just get the business in? Mm-hmm. You have product and engineering that, that are thinking 12, 18, 24 months at a time on this larger product um, product roadmap. Yeah. And, and, and having to, to work through that, having to prioritize uh, the right activity, obviously, but also navigating that challenge of being, um, being um, responsive to the needs of the sales teams yeah. and the channel teams while also building out this long-term vision for product. It, it is challenging. I'm sure it's, you know, the type of thing you've had to deal with a lot in, in your past roles as well, Christian. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think as, as we move forward, I think born of that challenge is the reason born of that challenge um, was the idea of product marketing being, go-to-market specialists. They, they, they are the ones that are meant to quarterback this fairly complex problem of bringing a solution or a product to market. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that the more I've seen, particularly in the past five to six years of go-to-market living with product marketing and, and product marketing owning that, um, the, the, the interlocks, the engagements, the timeline, um, I think that's been a re- major reason why we've seen improved processes we've seen better enablement and content and 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 uh and handoffs so i, I really I, I really believe that go to market has been that mechanism of tackling this pretty pretty standard challenge in many many you know b2b organizations mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's right i mean uh first of all thanks for sharing those those are really incredible insights and i mean uh, and i love how you use the uh, the sporting analogy and uh, i'm i'm going to throw i'm going to throw my own analogy in there but sure. you know, being european i tend to like lean on to like football well what, sure. what you guys call soccer over here in north america but um it's 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 um it certainly is not just a team effort but like you know based on what you've been saying in the past couple of minutes it's also um i would say a profound understanding of each person's uh, roles and responsibilities within that ecosystem, so that it all uh, functions, um, you know, like a like a homogeneous unit. I think, yep. for lack of a better description, all right. 
exactly. No, great. Um, you know, Bavesh, like, I, I mean, like many companies out there, of course, uh, you know, you guys uh, started off the year with a plan or a strategy and that was going to be implemented. Well, and then, and then COVID happened and then the lockdown and, and the, you know, the economic turmoils and, and what have you. So talk to us um, about some of the changes that you have seen um, in this uh, like B2B product marketing landscape and what these mean for, you know, um, professionals in your field of expertise. Yeah, like, well, I, I, I have to start. Usually I think product marketers are fairly well-dressed. I think most of us are wearing, you know, <laughs> wearing like uh, sweats and uh, yeah. the same sweatshirt every now and again. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's been a very, pretty big change. Uh, I have yeah. no use for my blazers or shirts right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think um, I, one of the things I've, I think after our first conversation, Christian, that, that uh, I started to think about was just how much I relied on face-to-face interaction, mm-hmm. um, particularly when it came to things like competitive insights. Um, yeah. I, I think you and I've chatted. I, I, I'm, you know, I've been I, my career is about 14, 15 years now in marketing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever had a year where I wasn't at a trade show physically. Yes. I'm, I think I think you said something similar, right? Yes, yes, yes. I I remember having that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I just remember how much that that. That event, those types of events were were critical for me to to understand the the marketplace, how it was evolving, how messaging was evolving, how customers were interacting with that. Um, you know, actually speaking to competitors face to face. You know, I think we we kind of all live <laughs> live and breathe the same topics, and it was always kind of a interesting opportunity in those face to face interactions, both with customers right. and prospects, and um, you know, other participants in your market to to get a sense of where where we all stood and, and to mm-hmm. be able to feed that competitive in, in, in insights. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think pro- a lot of what product marketing has to do is understand what's going on in the market and with competitors. And, and that's been a, a major change, I think for me in the past, past 11 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think it's been interesting to see that pivot. I think we've, I've seen product marketers become more obviously better detectives if you will yeah. uh, online trying to mm-hmm. dig into insights leverage what's available from you know the big analyst companies and things like that I, yeah. i've seen um the increasing need for these competitive intelligence platforms that are automating and um and aggregating information on on insights that are critical and i think there's some great companies um you know uh, that are out there um, that have really built platforms that have the possibility to take competitive information and, and make that accessible right. um, to an organization. Uh, so, so I think for me personally, I think that's been one of the the big elements. You know, you know, we can all talk about you know driving those engagements with sales and, yeah. and you know the process. But I, but I think that was for me one of my big realizations was just I've completely had to upend. Mm-hmm. how I look at my competitors and, 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 you know, rethink what, what, what those uh, uh, processes and, and methods are. Yeah, indeed. And I mean, you, you know, you brought up so many great points. I mean, like, you know, talk about like some, you know, an incredible period of disruption and, you know, uh, some of the, some of the challenge that, uh, challenges that you've shared in the past couple of minutes. I mean, you know, these are, these are things that I've heard um, from marketers also in other um, um, areas of um, expertise. So, you know, clearly, um, uh, you guys are not alone in this struggle. I think <laughs> is one thing to say. Um, yeah. the other one, which I thought, you know, the point that you raised, um, which I thought was incredibly interesting, and I'd like to get your thoughts on that, is like, um, the, you know, 
what kind of role, you know, going forward, do you think that, you know, um, data and continued digitalization are going to play in your field of expertise? Because let's face it, even if things do roll back to normal, we're probably going to see a bit of a hybrid of what we're doing right now and what we've kind of done in the past. Or do you see that differently? No, I, I totally agree that, you know, the, you know, I think we've created this new market or new expectation of, of digital, you know, delivery, digital delivery of content, of, of communicating, of, of meetings, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I think we've all acknowledged that there is an element of us that like the face-to-face, but I do think that the the value in the digitalization is just the scale that's coming with it. Yeah. Um, what was, you know, if we use conferences again, our, our, our trade shows as an example, mm-hmm. um, those were, you know, you know, those were dependent on travel budgets and um, engagements like that. The ability for us to have virtualized conferences and events that um, scale globally, you know, the, the fact that a product marketer in, in Melbourne or in Singapore or yeah. in Toronto or wherever can all be attending and hearing that great talk from a, a thought leader. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there is a wonderful new opportunity to, um, leverage that. So, so I think I see there being obviously, um, that being a very tactical example, but I see when we, when we do come out of, um, the current lockdown situation, mm-hmm. um, digitization can't go away. I think we've borne sure. the fruit of its efficiencies and its scale. Um, but I think working out how that gets merged into the hybrid engagements where we also deal with some physical interaction mm-hmm. will be such an interesting dynamic in the market. And I think for product marketers, that's just an incredible opportunity. You get the advantage of that scale and and broadcasting it, but then also you can work out the most efficient ways to engage with your target customer base in person when when you know situations can can uh, can deem it appropriate. Indeed, and I mean that that is such a great point. It kind of brings um, to mind this uh, this old uh, adage or this quote about like you know the whole. Um, necessity being the mother of invention, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> totally, yeah. Well, so like under the current circumstances or given constraints, which everyone has to a certain extent, right? Like what can you what can you do regardless of, of uh, you know, these certain, well, you can call them impediments or you can call them opportunities, right? Well, how can you, how can you, how can you turn, how, how can you uh, flip that around and turn that, um, you know, what, what previously was a, a roadblock into something that could potentially be an opportunity, right? So... Yeah, totally. And I think I think that's been I think for me in this 11 months, one of the, you know, the great learning processes and, you know, whether you're reading it on magazines or you've been, you know, consuming it through, you know, podcast, great podcasts like this one, Christian, obviously. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, I I think it's been great to see how marketing and and business professionals have have looked at this as a as that opportunity to to try new things to experiment of being Mm -hmm. innovative of of leveraging new technology so i think um yeah i think to your point i think it's been fascinating to see the innovation and uh i can't wait frankly to see what it looks like in that new kind of hybrid hybridized world of how we leverage these new best practices we've all been developing and apply oh, them to yeah. apply them to kind of legacy or, or traditional ways of engagement too. Yeah, yeah, no, indeed, indeed. I mean, like, um, you know, exciting times ahead, right? Yep, definitely. Um, Babesh, for the next two questions, I mean, before I ask them, let me let, let me drop some um, statistics on you. Sure. Right? So, <laughs> cool. so um, 
there, there, there was a report that came out, um, like uh, that was put together by Accenture. So uh, some of the points that they brought up were, um, uh, I, I would say, especially for someone like yourself, um, some of these insights are probably no big surprise. Others are pretty interesting, right? Sure. Um, so the first point is many B2B marketers, so including obviously those in the product marketing space, um, they've recognized the urgency to adapt customer experiences and focus on personalization, which, you know, um, I, it's not to say that it's not to say that there was never any personalization in sure. B2B marketing. It's just that it, it, it suddenly now does have priority. Right. Um, second point is, in fact, 73 percent know that customer expectations in B2B for more meaningful products, services and experiences are now much higher than they were um, just a few years ago. So here's the question. So based on this, what strategies would you recommend to B2B product marketers to help them to boost sales and conversion? Yeah, it's such a kind of fascinating study that you're kind of chatting through, Christian. And yeah. and and yeah, like this notion of personalization is is it's it's fascinating how it is still nascent within many B2B organizations, as you mentioned. I think yeah. many are playing catch up. Yes. Um you know, there's this, you know, you know, why shouldn't, you know, my website kind of know who I am so that it can tailor mm -hmm. content and messaging and, and things like that to exactly. me. And, yeah. and, and, and similarly, the, the sales engagement also, um, I think, I think, you know, product marketing has this great role to hopefully be innovative. And I think, you know, the inclusion of new technology, technology story, like, um, you know, if you're in the hardware space, things like AR um, as a way to, to hopefully leverage data that's coming in to better mm -hmm. to better support that specific view of your technology um i think that the notion even of things like chatbots you know could be yeah. such a great um adage to to your average b2b marketing yes approach um i I've, i was i was thinking about this question for for some time and and, and mm -hmm. i think I think the the other thing I was thinking about is just coming back to that notion of it being somewhat nascent in many organizations. I still think yeah. there's opportunities to improve personalization in ways that are are you know analog or or even quote unquote <laughs> low tech to begin with. Uh, yeah. You know the number of times a marketing organization has one particular message and sales is speaking from a different playbook. Yeah, I, I think I think B two B product marketers still have an incredible role to play mm -hmm. in standardizing and centralizing. You know the the vocabulary and the value proposition and the articulation of that message to the market. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, you know, that consistency is, is something, you know, we can, we can still drive today um, and allow and enable our sales enablement and, and et cetera, to, to, to have the level of personalization needed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I still, you know, hold to heart um, and, and the, you know, the notion just of how much research your average consumer has done before they actually pick up the phone to contact you you know like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, indeed. It, it's still it's still incredible and I, I think that the ability for us to be you know have um our our content kind of flow through that and then create those opportunities for our you know our website content to hopefully leverage vast amounts of data and analysis to, to be able to be more segmented in the data that's being presented to that customer um, whether, while they're doing research to, 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 to amplify our message, but also to accelerate how quickly they are to, to pick up that phone. Um, mm -hmm. I think there's some great opportunities in there once we build out that foundational element 
Um, but yeah, I just, I think there, there's just so much that technology on that AR and AI perspective will bring to us. I think I'm, I'm, I'm certainly excited to see what that looks like, particularly as we get into these more personalized elements, but I still think there's foundational work to be done as well. Yeah, no, absolutely right. And I think you brought up something that was, I thought was really just such a, um, golden insight, if I may say so, um, how you, how you perceive, um, uh, you know, product marketing, um and, and it's uh and its role in continuously innovating um the entire ecosystem and i think that's so important because whether that's product marketing or or market research and data analytics and it would be interesting to see like moving forward how all of these different functions and disciplines can harmonize to improve um not just the companies, um, organizations like products and solutions offers but also the overall experience that they give to customers right a hundred percent. And I think, you know, I, I love the way you kind of comment on that harmonization between the re, those, um, those roles. I think, yeah. you know, you know, as, as companies get larger and larger, there, there's more and more kind of, I hate to say siloed, but certainly specialized um, roles that develop. And yeah. it really is in the collaboration and that, that Venn diagram of everyone's function that there is yeah. some of these incredible insights. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, as we get more data and we have the ability for these functions to work closer and better together, um, you know, I, I think, you know, personalization is not obviously going to be just the, 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 the role of, of product marketing. It is going to really yeah. take, um, you know, the village, if you will, um, yeah. kind of that, <laughs> that, you know, every, every colleague that's generally on a Zoom call that you're speaking to right now to be able yeah. to implement that and to be able to ensure we have that experience. And, you know, it'll start on the website, of course, but we need mm -hmm. to make sure that that follows through, um, you know, to, to other parts. You know, there, there's a notion mm -hmm. of that om omni-channel experience, you know, yeah. what, what I find on my website should really be reflected when the conversation I have with my with the with the salesperson, or with uh, even if it's with that chatbot. So yeah, I think there's an yeah. incredible opportunity how we stitch that together and weave it together. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the big challenges we'll face as B two B marketers in the next you know you know five ten years. But I think it's where they again the it's going to be the the driver of opportunity as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, um, by the way, you went there, man. You said the S word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but 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 I I I totally know what you mean. Um, yeah. So, you know this uh, this same report that I was talking about. Like, it, um, there, there was another section of it where you know it goes on to discuss trends and top priorities. Um for B2B businesses within the next two years. Um, the list is pretty exhaustive, but um, I pulled out like three of the key ones, right? Sure. So at least from the, um, at least from the companies that were interviewed by Accenture, um, the, the, the trends were as follows. So 50% said that providing an omni-channel experience would be at the very top, right? Sure. And, and yeah. I think, and that, that, that's certainly something that you brought up um, as well a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Then there was 46% um, um, belief um, providing end-to-end -end order visibility was important, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Um, uh, point number three, 40% is capturing a 360-degree customer view. And um, um, this probably, um, you, you know, is um, something that, you know, you cannot stress enough how important that sure. is. But, like, over to you. Um, in your professional opinion, uh, what are some of your future predictions? And you talked about them a little bit earlier on. But what are some of your future predictions for product marketing for B2B? So name, name the top three. Uh, top three. Wow. Um, 
Can, can I just name the three that you just mentioned and, and say that those are it? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I think that that list of three is, is pretty um, insightful, Christian. You know, I, you know I, I tried to dig deep into things that I thought could be, you know, additional to that. But I think those three capture a lot. I, I think yeah. if I was to, th- to think really about what's going to hit product marketing uh, for B2B and um, yeah. I think one of the things that's going to be so critical as we move forward, um, and it's reflected in the three you just mentioned, is is the notion of of everything that pertains to that customer. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. the three sixty degree view. It's omni channel. Like, it's how do we ensure that the customer is getting everything they need in that engagement? And and I think that there's a a need for us to re- rethink how we approach product marketing to be able to deliver that. Yeah. Um, I think product marketing historically has been so focused on one particular, you know, skew, part number, product, whatever, whatever, however we define it, but it's been very focused and siloed. I think, you know, you know, there, there are companies that call it solution marketing. There are, there are other terms for it, but the notion of, of this function being truly inclusive of everything that customer will need um, that experience from not only the technology or the the you know the software the SaaS based platform the the yep. hardware whatever it be but also the services and the accessories the full complete whole solution mm-hmm. um, i think that that's going to be one of the key things that changes how we approach b2b product marketing it's it's not enough to describe, you know, one singular product, it's it's how yeah. it exists within yeah. the ecosystem of 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 solutions, uh, this ecosystem of services and, and accessories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking about recently. I've been working with some, you know, external vendors for, and and it's funny how through the, much of the sales process, we we spoke about the technology almost siloed and and independent. And then, you know, towards the end, we start to get into the value that's being added by, you know, by kind of these additional, you know, services that that are, you know, addition, you know, an individual or a human being that's also helping to support or doing setup or, or, or you know, taking taking what I thought I was purchasing and elevating its value. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that notion of marketing and 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 putting value and emphasis on the whole rather than individual components is going to be just critical yeah. for product marketing. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm obviously cheating by not giving you two others, but I do think, I do think that, you know, the, the, the shift towards solution marketing um, yeah. and whether that requires a, a change in function name or just we, we, we acknowledge that change, yeah. um, I think is going to be an incredibly important trend for, for what the function is today and, and how it needs to evolve towards what you know a customer wants, which is in the B two B space, you know everything that's going to make their lives you know better and, and solve mm-hmm. the problem that they that that's been challenging them. Right, right. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second, but first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so. Book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. 
Let me just say that you are on fire. <laughs> 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 I mean, um, I really, I really hope that the uh, listeners were taking notes as you were talking because, like, I was, I was scribbling down some of the things that you were saying, and that this is actually, uh, this is absolutely like, um, uh, I mean, not just insightful and, and informative, but it also, it, it, it hopefully will help um, marketers to like stop and think, right? Um, stop and think, and, and I think um, back to your point about like, okay, how can we take this to the next level? How can we continue to improve this? How can we see this as a whole instead of you know um, compartmentalizing it, or to use that that word again, siloing <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you focus on it as a whole and elevate uh, its value? And I think you you brought up so many great points about like um, you know um, where if done properly. Um, uh, product marketers can take this, right? Yeah, and I've been super fortunate, honestly, Christian, to mm-hmm. like work with like super smart people throughout my career. And so- uh, Well, you're one of them, clearly. I, I, I hope <laughs> I am, or I'm just very good at parroting what they, they've taught me. But uh, I think, I, I think um, it, it truly has been insightful, like particularly in, in yeah. um, a previous role where we were working on building out a new product and we want to take it to market, just just acknowledging that, that you know, we, we have to be thinking holistically and, and um, yeah, I think that the more that the product marketing organization can think in that capacity, I think the more value we continue to bring the organization and, and ultimately we can accelerate and, and amplify business results because of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Bavesh, we're going to, we're, we're, we're uh, reaching the, uh, one of the uh, favorite parts, uh, or my favorite part, at least of the, uh, of the interview. And it's talking about like, um, y- you know, every ex- area of expertise or discipline has um, what they call conventional wisdom or okay. commonly held beliefs. Right. And uh, there, there certainly are some of those in B2B product marketing. So just name one. All right. In, um, uh, in B2B product marketing. So talk to us about one such belief and why you strongly disagree with it. Sure. I, I think we'll see how once I've explained it, whether it's still strong or I'm a little hand wavy, but I, I feel strong. I feel overall strongly about it. Uh, okay. um, it's, it's the notion that I think when, you know, you have a new product marketer come on board or you start a yeah. new company, a lot of time and emphasis gets placed on, um, you know, meet with the customer, get yeah. to know the customer. And I think it almost breeds, um, a lot of time and effort with that. And I think it's a, it, it, don't get me wrong. I think this is where I mentioned the gray. I think it's a wonderful activity to do because you need to understand mm-hmm. where you're successful. I yeah. think product marketing needs to spend more and more time um, speaking to, to, to losses. You know, I think we need to spend more time and understand why we didn't win that opportunity. I think we need to, to really get down into the weeds of that. And I think there are, yeah. there are product marketers out there that will, you know, probably would probably comment on, no, 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 we do a lot of this. I think we need to do more. I think we need to get into that mentality of that lost opportunity was, was, it was something that we can learn from. We need to understand why our value proposition didn't hit. We need to understand what it is that can potentially be modified from a product perspective and mm-hmm. you know, take those inbound elements back to, to our dev teams and product teams. Um, understand why what you said that got them on the phone or in the meeting, but that wasn't able to get them over the proverbial finish line. Right. Um, and I think that that I think that that notion of getting your 
product marketing teams to spend more time to understand your losses is critical. And, and I yeah. think that that's, um, like I said, I, uh, it's, it's, it is, you know, I th- I'm sure people are doing it. I think we need to do more of it. And I think mm-hmm. in it, we can, we can learn more about, you know, how to, how to improve, you know, our output as an organization. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you, you brought up so many like um, points, which I think are absolutely incredible. And it, it brings back to, it brings, uh, it brings to mind um, something, um, uh, a former like uh, uh, general manager of mine uh, used to say in my days as a product marketer, he said, well, on, on those like uh, those those uh, those lost cases or those closed cases, um, why don't you guys go ahead and conduct an autopsy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love but that. It's, yeah. But yeah. It's to your point. It's it's yeah. to, it's to analyze or to understand what went wrong and where and what were what were those in fact those um those objections the clients were throwing at us and and why um why are they objecting to it or or why why did they push back on on these certain attributes and these are obviously conversations that we then needed to have with uh sales which as you can imagine probably was was a little bit challenging yeah. right yeah but it's it's the only it, it's one of the it's one of the ways that in which you can um you know improve the entire uh, process and in fact the product offer right so yeah yeah 100 percent. and i think again uh, christian just to like I, I know people are doing it i think yeah. you know i've been guilty of, of having you know new product marketers work for me and I've, I've had them focus on like the wins you know and i yeah. think even myself um i think there's just there's just often a, a likelihood to to, to, to end up in the echo chamber that you kind of hear, hear back, you know, the value proposition yeah. you put out there and mm-hmm. it kind of gets sent back to you. Whereas I think that there are those group of customers where if you can do the quote unquote autopsy, as, as you described, <laughs> yeah. um, there's just so much to be taken from that. And I'd, I'd love to see, you know, product marketers just do more of that. And, and I think, the more more time needs to be allocated for that, I, you know. I you know you get so pulled into a world of of pitch decks and messaging frameworks and audience frameworks and you know and they're all critical to success. But yeah. if we're not spending that time understanding how we resonated or didn't resonate, it's just mm-hmm. a, it's a challenge. I think moving forward. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's absolutely right. Um, so. We go from commonly held beliefs to the next section, which is um, name one thing that you think uh, people should start and one thing that people should stop doing when it comes to <laughs> marketing for B2B. Um, I think I think the start, I think the more, I think the more we should nurture storytelling and product marketing, the better. I think we often... Mm-hmm in you know whether it's job descriptions or or onboarding we put a ton of emphasis and time into the you know the process elements that are critical for product marketing to be successful you know i I certainly certainly you know without question do those on a daily basis and that's that's my life um even even in lockdown that's my life uh yeah I, i i think the storytelling element though um needs to be continually nurtured and i think that's mm-hmm. been the the secret sauce for successful product marketers throughout mm-hmm. my career yeah um, the ones that want to think about that product or solution or service within the context of the customer's need and weave a story um, and it comes across in everything that they do from the website to the um to the um to to pitch decks to to you mm-hmm. name it it, it mm-hmm. becomes 
it, it helps it resonate. I think, you know, I had a VP um, who was an amazing storyteller, um, you know, watching him do a keynote was, um, was, was inspirational. Um, mm-hmm. I even, I even wrote one of those and that was the most inspirational, obviously, but no, no, I'm yeah. like it was inspirational to, to see him and, and just knowing that he would be up there telling how technology is changing lives and the stories that came with it. Mm-hmm. I think that that has, has seen it time and time again, be the, the proverbial cherry on top, the, yeah. the, the difference maker between a good product marketer and a great product marketer. Yeah. Um, on the stop end, um, I, I think that the, the, the relationship between product marketing and sales is so critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think building a plan with them is an important thing that every product marketer should do, yeah. but I think we should stop reacting to feedback as gospel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think again, coming back to timelines, I mentioned earlier that sales are often thinking, you know, you know, a quarter at a time and, and there sometimes the feedback may come with a little bit of focus just on one particular customer rather than yeah. on the market. Right. Um, and so I think that we, we as a product marketing organization need to build better, stronger relationships with sales, which mm-hmm. are built on a, on a strategy that are, that are, that are going to, to enable us to be successful, mm-hmm. um, but not, not be simply reactive to the last, the last email that, that comes through. Absolutely. And you know what, that's such great advice. I mean, like, you know, um, just to your point about, um, you know, the feedback and, and not reacting to it. I mean, I, I, I suppose what you can say is like you, um, you have to put in like a kind of like a filtering layer, right? And yeah. uh, to just make sure that you, you're, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to react, but it's just to make sure that you're reacting to the right feedback and the feedback that you know is actually going to help uh, everyone move forward and improve. A hundred percent, and and I hope that that part of of my kind of my my view of the world is is clear. This is I I think that the relationship between pro there's you know every product marketer will live or breathe by the relationship with their product team and with yeah. their sales and with the, sorry with the mark um, sales team. Yeah. Um, I think that those relationships are so critical and the trust and credibility that mm-hmm. is built along those two um, um, interlocks is just. It's, it's what can build a great B2B company. Um, and so I think making sure that we're building the right assets, the right enablement, the right content for sales, um, and not just necessarily reacting to the, to the words on the piece of paper are critical. You know, the number of times you may be asked for just like a, a, a feature sheet, um, what would be better is a, is a, is a better articulation of benefits or, or um, multimedia or interactive content that can help to enable that. Um, and I think that that, that at that interface, the better we can we can get actually dig into the request into what is needed mm-hmm. rather than what's just being requested. I think we can come out with a better, stronger relationship with with sales. And I think that that's one of the things I'd love to see product marketing do more of, and, and kind of stop being just a, a, a knee jerk reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You said it, man. I mean, like no rest for the wicked, right? So (laughs) (laughs) always, always happy to chat. Love to learn more about how other people see the world of B2B marketing. And uh, yeah, please, please hit me up LinkedIn or email. Perfect. Lavesh, this has been such an amazing conversation. Um, Thanks again for your time. So be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. You too, Christian. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. 
To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.